welcome to uh, the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Uh, it's me, uh, your usual uh, host, Josh Hartley, and my co-host, Ben Porter. Good evening. How are we doing? Uh, we're a bit, bit tired. Yeah. Uh, bit we, sweaty. <laughs> we have, uh, to clarify what we've been doing, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've been uh, to the Glasgow Games Festival uh, and we wanted to record a little bonus epi- half episode, 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 vignette, yeah. a little special. Yeah, just just to talk about what we got up to and how the day went, just uh, while it was still fresh in our minds. So yep. uh, we spent pretty much the full day there as well. We did. I think we got there probably back at ten, something yeah. like that. Um, um, and we're yeah, we've only been back about half an hour, I think. Mm-hmm. So. So we were there uh, up until about seven o'clock, I think. About half seven, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, long day, but a good day. And uh, we'll tell you all about the the different games we played. But, I mean, you know, this this was uh, the first convention that we'd been to since starting the podcast. Yep. So, so was it, it? did it feel different to you? In all honesty, it was a little bit smaller yeah. than I was expecting it to be. Um, Glasgow's a big city. Um, there's a you know and in a big city it, as niche as tabletop still is mm-hmm. it, you inevitably are going to have quite a big following of that mm-hmm. and I don't know I, I maybe expected um, some of the the shops and things around Glasgow to, to go that, there but that was the only thing I found unusual there was only one vendor uh, well beg your pardon there were lots of uh Individuals and businesses who were there uh, displaying their games, and of course they could buy. You could buy their games off them, but there was actually only one retail shop. Yeah, that was uh, there. Um, they are called uh, Red Dice Games. Yeah, and I th- but I think they're based in England. That's the really weird well. Thing. I, I, the impression I got was that there was quite a few people who travelled up from England to attend this. Yeah. So, but it's you know. I've, to be, I was almost a little bit embarrassed that um, that none of the bigger uh, Scottish shops and things made an appearance. But it's possibly because the festival perhaps isn't as well advertised as it could have been. Yeah. Because certainly, I only heard about this through Bez. Yeah, Bez. By the way. Uh, you'll be hearing this before uh, the the, the, the eponymous Bez of yeah. stuff by Bez. Yes, uh, Bez is a uh, game designer, and she is uh, she got in touch with us. Uh, so we've got an episode with her um, coming up. Yeah, uh, I think it will be uh, as of recording. It will be a week tomorrow. Yeah, the the first half will go out because to, um, so Sunday nineteenth. Yeah, so the the episode that will go up with this one will be the the second half of the the Pathfinder Tom Manning yeah. episode. So, uh, and that was uh, she was one of the um, vendors there, which is why it was handy for her to come on the show and yep. uh, do an interview. So obviously we played her games last night, but we were also uh, trying out her games again today, which was great fun. Uh, Yogi, uh, we played a game with uh, our friend Callum came along, uh, and uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was good fun playing that game. Yeah. 
we'll talk more in depth about um, the the games that Bez has uh, designed yep. uh, in her episode. Uh, but that was one of the uh, designers we checked out. Uh, we spent a lot of time with uh, Mark, who has designed uh, Wreck and Ruin. Yes. So, I mean, what? How? what's the best way of describing Wreck and Ruin? Um, it is a board game of uh, post-apocalyptic vehicular combat, yeah, I would say. Um, so it's um, if you can um, to to use a couple of references, it's along the lines of Mad Max, uh, Borderlands, uh, Fallout. Rage, Fallout was one that Mark. Yeah, he he actually mentioned that. Um, so if if you love um, the, the sort of post-apocalyptic sci-fi mm. uh, settings, then it's it, it's definitely a game that would appeal to you. To give you an idea of how it looks, so the board itself is a series of hexes, yep. which is where your vehicles sit, and um, the pieces all these... Um, well, they were resin miniatures. Mark is in the process of uh, getting this game uh, published. I believe there was a Kickstarter for it as well there was a kickstarter that finished about two weeks ago um, unfortunately it, it fell short of its goal mm-hmm. but as we've said before on the on you know the the few occasions that we've we've talked mm-hmm. about kickstarter that's not necessarily indicative of the quality of the product like he, he was actually very unfortunate in that quite a number of big yeah projects also launched in his same window. I think he said the Resident Evil board game. Resident was Evil 2, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, that which, was which launched is, the uh, same day. Well, that's Steamforged. It's the same company that the Dark Souls. Yeah. So that was always going to be massive. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the, the good thing is, uh, you know, talking to Mark, he's clearly very passionate yeah. about uh, his game. And that, that's infectious. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I really enjoyed playing it. As well, I, I, did. I, I, it was, um, it's something I, I, I want to try more of it. And I think that's always a good sign. Where after you know the first, uh, how long were we sat there? We were, uh, we played about for about an hour, was it? We were, we were there quite a while. Yeah, um, at least an hour, I would say. And I, I still wanted to play, and I want wanted to try more of it, which I think is always a, a great yeah. sign. Um, well, the, of the quality of the yeah, game. The the thing that um I was quite excited by was um uh, Mark, Mark said that he he has a lot of um ideas mm-hmm. for running campaigns. Yeah. And things like that with the game. Um which is he he's he's clearly put a lot of thought into the the backstory and the mm-hmm. the fluff to use uh, what war game and slang. Yeah. Um, which I love, uh, and and again is is very much in keeping with uh, the our mantra of uh, th- theme is absolutely important yeah, in the game. Absolutely. So look, if you ever if you ever go to uh, an expo or convention and you happen to see Mark demoing uh, Wreck and Ruin, do give it a try. Uh, yeah. You'll not miss him because he's got the steampunk goggles on and he's got the yeah. The, well, the we got sleeve. a couple of photos <laughs> yeah. with him as well, so it was very, uh, very impressive. <laughs> yeah, um, lovely guy. Uh, not not just passionate about his game. I have to say, passionate about tabletop gaming in general, which yeah. is great. Um, and 
I dare say he will be on the, the show at some point. We hope to get him on the show, uh, yeah. and certainly when we uh, were talking to him about it, he was keen as yeah. well. So uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we can make something happen yep. and uh, get a bit more of an insight into uh, the process of getting a game out there. So I think after uh, after Wreck and Ruin, uh, did we try Elements? We did. Yeah, and um, now this is... That, that was, Elements was made by Bad Cat Games, mm-hmm. which is uh, an independent Scottish company. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Elements has just been through Kickstarter. Uh, I th- it could, it could, it may not have even finished. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that was late pledges. He was right. talking to oh, us right. about. So okay, I, think, sorry, I think it yeah. has just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the nice thing was um, a lot a lot of these games that we'll talk to you about today, by the way, are prototypes. Mm-hmm. Which is, although you 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 maybe don't have you don't get to see the the finished and the polished product, it, I I think it's quite exciting um, getting to to look at a prototype. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, it almost feels a bit like a privilege. You yeah, know, just to and uh, and you're you're right. Whereas obviously these are prototypes, um, they're they're not the as polished as like whatever the retail unit will yeah. be. Um, they still look fantastic, I have yeah. to say. Uh, now, Elements uh, was a, I think the easiest way of describing it, it, it is a dice-based combat game. I, uh, I, mean, I mean, even the, the, the chap that we spoke to, um, whose name escapes me, I do apologise, um, uh, he, he even likened it to, to King of Tokyo yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, but whereas King of Tokyo was um, relatively simplistic in its mechanics, Elements is a lot more in-depth. So you each uh, take on the persona of an alien shaman that mm-hmm. is linked to one of the four traditional elements, earth, wind, fire, or water. Yep. Um, and your dice have each of these symbols on, uh, and if you're the earth elemental... Uh, alien, uh, I you you have more of the uh, wind, uh, sorry you have uh, more of the earth symbols. It's like on. a mountain. Yeah. Symbol. So um, so what you do is you roll your dice, in, like in King of Tokyo, you, yep. you keep some, you re-roll the rest until you get what you want. And what you have on the board in front of you is basically a moves list mm-hmm. uh, and what combination of dice you need to do to pull off that move. And the neat thing is that you use your dice as hit points. So when someone does damage to you, you chuck a dice away, which makes it more harder to do more things on your turn. And I found that mechanic was actually quite similar to Warhammer Quest, Mm. is that your health and your resources are your dice. Yeah. So it makes things very easy to keep track of, and um, it's very easy to to, to pick it up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because... You, you're not having to keep track of multiple things. Yeah. Uh, so that that was good fun as well. Um, I yeah, uh, the art style again was really uh, distinct, very uh, yep. very imagine. I thought the dice. <laughs> you know, you've been playing board games too long when the dice were really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, that's okay. I think. Yeah. yeah it's it's okay I mean, to like. I'm in dice. good company. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I've got artists and dice and all sorts. Yeah. So I'm almost a collector. There we of go. Dice. So a, purvey- a purveyor of yeah. D6. I, I have my uh, my exotic Bloodwood dice that I, that I use for role playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but go, going back to elements, it was quite interesting because the 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 chap that was on hand that did the the demonstration for us mm-hmm. was really surprised that we were still playing <laughs> because he said that the the games are normally a lot quicker. But um, I I did say to him I think that's maybe because we played quite defensively. Yeah. And he did say that um, that he that's one of the things he quite likes about the game is mm-hmm. that. Um, like when kids play it, they just go all out attack and they, yeah. you know, they, they, you know, they just th- totally throw caution to the wind. Mm. But you're saying like the more seasoned, the more experienced gamers are very sort of cagey and like they, they're very defensive, forcing their opponent to re-roll dice and that sort and of they, thing. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? That, that was a mechanic uh, that only sort of twigged with me towards the end. Of the M, I should have been doing that more. Yeah. Uh, so I, again, uh, sign of a good game where you play it and you just want to have another go at it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out on that and hopefully picking up a copy when that comes to retail. Absolutely. So after Elements, what uh, what game did we play after that? We played uh, a game which uh, another prototype called. Magnificent Flying Machines. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. This was uh, probably my highlight of the day in terms of the games we played. Yeah. Um, now, um, what to try and picture what the game is, you have a, a linear track yep. um, of Sky, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and you're all playing um, a pilot piloting these old school um, aeroplanes I mean I, I think era wise we're talking a really early powered flight yeah. so, like so just pre-world... after the Wright brothers type. yeah pre World War 1 yeah. I would say um, and only just yeah um, and uh, yeah you, you uh, how, how you play the game is you've got these sort of three main uh, characteristics of your plane you've got uh, Propellers, dials, tyres. Now, uh, what you do is that in, um, propellers uh, informs you how many dice you roll when you're taking off. Dials inform you how many dice you roll when you're just cruising along in the air. Yeah. And tyres inform you how many dice you roll for landing. And yeah. then you've got to uh, score a certain number of that uh, symbol on your dice roll to successfully carry out that manoeuvre. And you score points for various different things, for getting through quickly and landing in spots before other people, or perhaps you'll be scoring points by picking up cargo and dropping it off elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, and so on. So, um, the, the, um, Each player has a pilot card, mm. and uh, they're, they're brilliant. They, 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 do, they, they have this sort of sepia filter yeah. layered over them, so they do look almost like um, photographs of the time. But they're very cartoony caricature mm-hmm. at the same time, which is uh, I I really like the the art style. But um, each pilot has a bonus that incentivizes the player towards playing a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the the one that I had was the pioneer, mm-hmm. which meant that um, if ever I was the first on a tile, 
I got a bonus point on top of whatever points I yeah. got for being the first there. So that then meant that I I almost uh, forwent the 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 cargo and the passenger element yeah. completely, and I was just all about uh, trying to get to the end as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. You ended up winning in the end as yeah. well, but it, it it felt like quite a close game. I I, I never. It never felt like it was out of reach, but we, we were lucky enough. It was the designer himself, uh, Richard... Richard Denning. Richard Denning, who was teaching us how to play, and um, certainly uh, he, he's quite an established uh, games designer, and he's got a, a number of... Uh, well, he, he actually runs a company. I've got the card here. It's Medusa Games. Mm-hmm. And he had, in addition to... Uh, magnificent flying machines. Yes, he he had two other games um, that are now available at retail. Mm-hmm. He, he had Nine Worlds. Yeah, um, which is a, a sort of Nordic um, worker placement game. Yeah, um, and then he had the Fire of London, which yeah. we really wanted to get a go of, but we we never got a chance. No. We ran out of just simply ran out of time. Yeah, um, so. It, well, it, to go back to what you were saying about um, uh, me having won the game, mm-hmm. the first thing, and this really impressed me, the first thing that he asked me um, after the game was finished was, did I feel that being the first player conferred an advantage? Yeah. Now, I, I, that, that maybe seems like quite a simple thing, but um, it, it really struck me um, and, and impressed me that Richard was able to to take a step back from this thing that he clearly lavished a lot of love and work over mm-hmm. and was like hit me with your criticism yeah and yeah I think that's that's a sign of someone who's, who's gone through that process before yeah, uh, and no, really knows what they're doing. Yeah, uh, because it wasn't just that. We 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 talked about uh, the length of the game as well. I personally didn't have an issue with it at all. Uh, I don't think any of us thought it was. Uh, we were we were sat by the way with Callum and Charlotte playing this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of us thought that it was overly long. I think it can go up to six. Right. So I, in that case, I could I could see it taking a lot longer. Yeah. But certainly, one of the things that um, uh, Richard mentioned was that um, he is um, in the throes of writing rules for taking a couple of mm-hmm. tiles out of the track yeah. to play shorter games, and then adding some in to make them longer. Yeah, which I think is great, especially for a game like that. It, it does lend itself very well to a, a modular approach. Yeah, I, I I didn't make that clear actually. See, the board it's all um, modular tiles. It's not a fixed thing. I think so, it was a track of 12 yeah, had, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, so you've got these 12 tiles uh, laid out there, but you could change the order like, if uh, you uh, Sort of oblong tiles, Yeah. like Josh has just said, you've got um, the sky and um, the sky is divided into um, an upper portion and a lower portion mm-hmm. because you can go up above the clouds mm-hmm. to avoid weather effects, which yeah. is a pretty smart mechanic. Um, but down at the very bottom of the tile you do have land um, and you have different settlements and landmarks and things mm-hmm. there that um, offer uh, different um, bonuses depending on uh, what cargo you've got and that sort of thing. I, I think the funniest moment in the game, though, was me um, 
I uh, I had this card that basically made me want to uh, power through as much um, airspace in, in yeah. a quick time as possible. So I thought to myself, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a bit of time to climb altitude so that I'm above the skies. Um, so you know that I don't get uh, interfered with weather, and I'll have plenty of time to like go right <laughs> across all this area. I, I get two squares in, and Callum has landed in this little village. Uh-huh. As soon as I land, it, I, I fly into his uh, zone. He got he plays this card, which is basically his pilot throwing a brick at me, <laughs> which. which was brilliant because I love I had the mental image now of his pilot down in this little country village uh-huh. but with a massive slingshot and a brick <laughs> yeah. like just uh, like pot shotting me out the sky yeah. so but, but we did we said that as well it, it feels almost like um, Catch the Pigeon yeah the wacky game. races yeah. that sort of thing um, I, I love how madcap it was mm. um, because it, I mean, even with the title, if you just heard the title, and someone gave you a brief description, or oh, it's um, it's um, sort of turn of the century aeronautical races through Britain, yeah. you would think, oh, it's probably going to take itself quite seriously then, but it, it doesn't at all, and it is you you get some really funny moments like that, and um, but one of the things we haven't talked about is you get the this currency in the game called CAD tokens. Oh, it's just a moustache. It's, it's yeah. A, yeah, so it's like the the sort of uh, moustache twirling villain. It's it's in that. Um, that that's the mm. idea behind it, and uh, you can play these whenever your opponent is making a roll to force them to do that roll with one less die. So it, you you can just choose to throw a, a spanner in the works yeah. whenever you like, which is great. Laughing maniacally yeah. as you do, and you get um you do get um power cards. As yes. well, um, the dirty tricks. I think they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can. Uh, one of the cards I had was um, when uh, another pilot um, carries out a successful landing, play this card to turn it into a. Which you did to me right at the very end. A catastrophic landing was right it? at the very end. Yep. Because I, I I finished like a full turn before everyone else, mm. so I just spent my last turn playing a bunch of dirty tricks on everyone, which is great. Well, my, yeah, you were my actually... pilot signing autographs at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blowing kisses into the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The golden then, boy. Just excuse me. Look up into the sky and see my plane just smoke billowing out of it as I crash land and just go just as planned. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just as planned. Yeah. <laughs> twirling his moustache <laughs> yeah so uh, yes yeah, so, so that that is when did Richard mention he's hoping to get it out but obviously it's still in development right I now I think he is aiming for um, summer of yeah. next year yeah should know uh, Richard also uh, organises the UK Gaming Expo yep. as well uh, so we had a, a chat about that as well uh, we're hoping to uh, hoping to attend next yep. year in June 2018. Believe it is. Yes. Yep. So uh, hopefully, if any of you guys are there, uh, we'll make it and uh, feel free to say hello. <laughs> yep. Best to us. Uh, so and obviously, uh, as I said earlier, we played uh, some of Bez's games. Talked plenty about that uh, in the episode that we'll upload. 
yeah. uh, next weekend. But just to summarise, we, we played Yogi uh, briefly, which is a game that involves... Um, the, you draw cards, the cards give you an instruction, for example, uh, finger touching chin. Yeah. And that means you have to maintain that pose for the rest of the game. And then everyone takes a card. And then it's back to you. And you take a card that says finger touching armpit. And then you've got so to the try fir- the first it. couple you think, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. Uh, until eventually you got to the stage where I was, where I had. I'd, I, I was on my fifth one. And uh, one of the cards was card touching nose. So I decided the easiest way for me to do it was to sort of shove it between my nose and my lip and have it as some sort of weird moustache yeah. <laughs> I was trying to pick up my next card I just hear you <laughs> fold behind me and then that was it, I was just a giggling mess <laughs> So I, I actually won that by default more than anything I think but um, I do believe there's a video yes, of that particular game I haven't, don't know if I want to but I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it'll be if you, up. If you're curious, uh, that'll be there for your viewing pleasure. We also played a couple of prototypes that Bez has been working on. First of all, was um, Cataclysm, uh, which is a neat cat-themed card game. Yep. Which, uh, yeah, suitably chaotic. I think. Yeah. Uh, it can be. It can end really quickly. Our game. So, so a couple of the game. We we played a game last night, which lasted a fair length. That game we played today was over in a flash. It's if you're not really keeping track of what mm. your opponents are up to, because what happened was, I um, I had uh, five points in my kitty, so I played a card where I donated all of mine, so it mm-hmm. meant that I had nothing in my hand. So if it comes back to me at the end of that turn and I've got nothing in my mm-hmm. hand still, the game ends. Yeah, and then you just count up points. Yeah. Uh, so you you won that, and then we also played uh, Bleather, which a very difficult game to describe, but basically humongous deck of cards, uh, and it's got two words in black, and in the middle of the card in green an illustration and a de- description of what that subject is. So the uh, the aim of Bleather is you uh, randomly uh, you you get to choose between uh, two or three random randomly selected yeah. subjects and then you take a, a wad of these cards and you've got to try and read out one of the, the words in black and try and get through as many of those cards as quickly as possible uh, we um, we recorded us trying it on the podcast yep. look forward to that it makes no sense uh, what we're saying, but it was. Uh, it's kind great of in, it's kind of in the spirit of Gloom, though, where I think you could fire through the cards as quickly yeah. as you could, but the real fun to is mm. to trying to create a vaguely coherent story yeah. from the stuff you get. <laughs> so we'll we'll let the listeners be the judge of whether or not we managed to do that. Indeed, indeed, and just finally, uh, a few of uh, a few of our friends uh, also popped along. To the uh, uh, to the expo, we had uh, Stephen, Michael, uh, Michael, and Sam, yeah. and we rounded the day off by playing Spyfall, which is a game that I'd heard of uh, and seen, but I've never actually played. I've never heard today. of it. Well, um, 
was the easiest way of describing it. So in Spyfall, you have um, loads of decks of cards. Yeah. Um, and what you have are, was it 30 different locations? There's a lot. There's yeah. something along those lines, right? And everyone gets dealt a card. Now, uh, most people... And they, it's, it's worth saying, actually, these mm. locations are fairly generic. Yeah. It's like, We're re- like restaurant, restaurant, hospital, bank. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, now, most people will be dealt a card which will tell you the same location as everyone else. Yeah. And one person will be the spy. <laughs> and you all take you you've got you sat at a timer for eight minutes and you all take it in turns to ask each other questions about the location. The spy has to try and get enough information to suss out where they are. Yeah. Everyone else needs to try and figure out who the spy is and it is really, really difficult being the spy. Because you're trying to ask questions, looking you, like you—you you, you were the spy on one of the yeah the cages. first time yeah. I was awful at it. <laughs> um, I have no poker face. I'm terrible at bluffing games. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, can can confirm. Yeah, and <laughs> and you're so you're trying to come up with questions to find out what the location is, but at the same time making it look like you know what the location is. And that you're trying to suss out who doesn't know what the location is, so it's it was good fun. It was uh, I, I I must I really love that games that have a very simple mm. premise, but actually have all of this hidden depth to them. Yeah, or at least this unspoken depth. Yeah. So uh, that and that's when we left. But to be honest, it looked like everything was still in full swing. The vendors were starting to pack up, yeah. right enough, but. It was going on until ten o'clock, uh, the, and the, the drinks were flowing. Um, certainly, that that back room uh, yeah. where it was all the the free space with the games library, that was um, that was chock full. Yeah, um, uh, I believe that um, they're on till ten tonight, so they're, yeah. they're probably still still going as we speak. Yeah, so uh, it was a great day, uh, and thanks to the organisers for uh, putting it on and uh, uh, doing such a good job of it. Um, and again, we'll definitely, we'll be making a point of attending next year. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, uh, with that, thanks very much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed uh, this little bonus episode, and uh, will uh, normal scheduling will resume uh, shortly. But thanks very much. We'll see you next time.